So with us today, we have Renee Veratella. And Renee is a social media expert doing lots of things to help folks grow their business via Facebook. And he's got a lot of ideas on how to do that. Please welcome Renee Veratella to our audience or to our uh, forum here today. So Renee, why don't you kick us off by telling us about yourself? Who yeah, are you and what you. are you up to? What do you do? Thank you. Hey, Steve. Hey, John. Thanks for having me here. Uh, it, it's a pleasure and honor. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm really all about Facebook and um, my, my backstory is, is pretty quickly told. I, I was always employed and self-employed, you know, on and off kind of thing, 15 years. And I was really good but in what I was doing. I was making a lot of money with what I was doing, but I was not fulfilled doing what I was doing. So one day I came home and it was actually in February 20. 2018, I think. And I asked Katya, my long-term fiancée, we are together for over 12 years by now. I was like, do you have a problem if I quit my job like during 2018 because I really want to do something that impacts people's lives? And you know, the hat that I'm wearing is closely connected to Tony Robbins. He actually made me quit my job and do something, you know, that helps other people live a better life. And it turned out that Facebook and social media marketing is my social, my superpower. So that is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm helping people to be found on Facebook to become visible and get more clients and, you know, get a better impact and live a better life by that. So that that's my backstory. Fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you kind of discovered that, that uh, superpower? And, you know, how did you, how did you build your skill in Facebook, mar Facebook marketing? Yes, yes, that's a good question. Actually, I learned it by, by pain and failure because when I started out, um, I started out in Germany with a German business and German language. But from day one, I knew I wanted to, to change my business into English language for, for a number of reasons. But when I started out, I, I created a life coaching online course and I put in all I knew about, you know, living a better life, being happy, being fulfilled, doing the morning routine, productivity tools, doing meditation, put it all in a great online course with, with everything. And then when, when launch date came closer and I was going live on social media, just on one channel, I was like, hey, here I am. I got this course. And there was, there was nothing but crickets. Nobody was there. There was no, you know, nobody wanted to buy it. And I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty sad because I got so much to give and this course is so awesome. And uh, I, I spent about maybe 12 to 14 months like trying to make the course better, you know, and then do the launch again. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I got connected to great people in that industry and they were like, Renee, you have no audience. You know, it's great that you have this course, but you need to do the social media visibility work. You got to make people see that you're actually doing something and then, you know, guide them up the way of, hey, now I have something to sell. And in that process, at one time, I, I almost felt like giving up. It was in November, December 2019. And I felt so miserable. And I was like, I was saying to Katya, you know what, I, maybe, maybe I should just go back to my job because maybe this is not one, what I'm here for, right? Even though it feels so right. And she was like, you know what, Renee, think about it for a night. 
And, uh, and she asked me, you know what, you're trying to sell this life coaching course, but you have become really good in this social media thing. You know, this is what you love. Why don't you do that for a living? And why don't you do it in English? And I think it was December, maybe 12th or 14th. And when I put together both this new positioning, like talking about nothing else but Facebook and social media and turning it to English language, it came full circle. And literally within a couple of days, like people actually listened to me and asked me for advice. And, you know, it's kind of like when you see yourself as something different than all the outside world, it's like once you find that real congruency and people are like, yeah, we believe you for that. You know, we trust you for that. That's your authority. And that is how I found my, my superpower. Wow. That is fantastic. And that, you know, that was a great story, especially because really that has only been around for, like you said, a year. Yes. Really. It was 2019 when you were thinking of giving up because you had that course. And so uh, you had built that skill obviously before that point in time, but uh, it really came about a year ago. Exactly. And, and, you know, I spent almost like two years with my, my previous business and it was a hard time. I was struggling, you know, how it is when you feel it's right, but you know, there's something missing or maybe you're not on the right track. And then it, it, that was like two years when you go deeper and work on it and put in more money and try to become better and get a new coach, get a new mentor. But all of a sudden, when this social media thing came around for me, like my, that, the thing that I was called to do, it, it was so easy, you know, the, the first money I made literally came within four weeks, because all of a sudden, I was doing what I love to do. And part of it was like, that I was teaching myself, but all of a sudden, when you notice that it's good what you are doing and people love it and they actually have a benefit from it and results, I was diving in and I, I you know, I, I was looking for the best people in the space of marketing and especially social media marketing and the whole funnel industry. And I really read and listened to podcasts and dove into there. And it turned out that maybe I can say like 80% of what I'm known about social media comes from Russell Brunson. So it's really, <laughs> um, I'm closely connected to that guy for these business purposes. And um, yeah, I really love him for what he's teaching. So I just found a way how to get the knowledge from him and other, other industry leaders put in my, my personal experience because, you know, it, it came from failure and failure over and over again and to refine it in a curation kind of thing build my own framework around it and deliver it to my community. Wow. Very, very, very good. I love that story. Uh, let me ask you kind of a, uh, an item that I know our audience would really like to know. So what's the one thing, if you could give us one thing that most small businesses screw up when it comes to Facebook or it comes to social media, what is the one thing that most of us miss as a small business? I think, maybe the most important thing that is missed is the kind of like most obvious is not showing up daily. It's, I remember Tony Robbins talking about, you know, 80% of showing up, 80% uh, of success is showing up. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you say, Oh, I, I never won the lottery. Right. And one day this guy comes around and saying like, did you even buy it? You know, did you, did you take part in it? It's like, <laughs> Oh yes, maybe I should start with that. So, um, I see a lot of people in my community and from my clients, they show up occasionally. And then the engagement and the feedback and the replies and the comments, they are not coming. 
and they feel discouraged, right? They are thinking like, is my message not strong enough? Am I not good enough? And am I knowledgeable enough? Do I do it right? And they stop it while they think about this. And the, the, mm -hmm. the, the belief becomes like, kind of like, they get really tight when they think about Facebook. <laughs> and, and instead of like saying, you know, screw it, I do it anyway, every day, um, they, they, they don't do it. And they wait for this perfect moment to come or the perfect piece of content. So it really comes down on not doing it on a daily basis. Yeah, and I've heard, uh, I've heard a few speakers talk about how some people want to try to find that viral component of content. And they said, you can't create a viral component of content. You've got to just create content. It becomes viral by itself. And exactly. so... Uh, like you said, that consistent component. And it's not easy to do that on a consistent daily basis, as many of us exactly. know. Exactly. Now, is there, is there any tips from our self-serving standpoint that you would suggest for podcasts to make podcasts really help from the standpoint of Facebook? What do you do with podcasts? I don't see that a lot in Facebook per se, and thought I would ask you that question while we have you. Like in terms of like um, marketing your podcast on Facebook? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, see, there, there are so many, let's call them shady social media gurus out there that come around with like maybe hacks or tactics that work right now because it's close to the algorithm or the, you know, the, the, the artificial, uh, artificial intelligence behind each network. But um, I, I try to, to, to give a good example about evergreen tactics that really work for every industry, every product and everything that you want to promote. So one of my best approach of no matter if it's a podcast or a YouTube channel, whatever you want to promote on Facebook, like the main thing to avoid is really say, Hey, I got a podcast, click here, go there. Because you know, the biggest, the biggest need and desire for Facebook is keeping people on the platform, you know, for whatever reason, I don't care, but they give us this, infrastructure and this platform and if we constantly say hey let's guide people away from here they feel frustrated i always give the example to my community think about it you have a you have a coffee shop right and you have an employee there who constantly says to new coming clients like go over there there's a great coffee shop as well go over there and have your coffee there for whatever reason right maybe because they feel insecure of selling things but when it comes to podcasts of course, we know all the big players in the industry and they can, you know, they can say, hey, click on Stitcher or Spotify and go there. That's because they spend money on ads and say, hey, get them over there. And it's because they already have an audience and they have a strong community that will come back to Facebook and they understand it. But if you're starting out, you know, you need to make, you've got to play with Facebook. You've got to play with Instagram. And keep them there. So my best advice of how to get attention for your podcast without really hacking the algorithm or going against it because it's, it's leading nowhere. If you start to fight with like Google or Amazon, whatever traffic source you want, right? <laughs> it would be like extract something in terms of like a quote or a copy or a text or maybe a sound file and get it on Facebook in an in an, in an uh, how to say, like, in an original way, like uploaded as a piece of content that is only be um, consumable on Facebook. 
And right. maybe, maybe even, you know, if I have a podcast, but nobody listens to it because I don't play it every day. Again, the same mistake, right? I, I only do it every once in a while and people expect to have uh, frequent content because they, they know that it's going to be there. But what could be a real good way of promoting your podcast in, in a new way would be like, hey, there's like a bonus episode to this podcast only uh, uh, listenable or consumable on Facebook, right? Because it's like a, a vice versa teaser, right? They want to learn more, okay. they go to the podcast, but your podcast view, uh, listeners can go to Facebook and say, hey, this is something where I can only get it here. And I, I truly believe Facebook will reward you with reach and, and attention if you do that. That is a brilliant strategy. That is absolutely great, Renee. John, you got something you wanted to add? Yes? You're on mute, sir. Or I can't hear you anyway. Sorry about that. Yeah. One of our, our previous episode guests had mentioned that she's doing a podcast, but one of her strategies is to record a whole season and release it all at once. What are your thoughts on that as a strategy, pros, cons, or just your thoughts in general? Yeah, I, I heard that too. And I think it has a lot of uh, positive uh, sides to it and benefits. Now, my, you know, when I was working or when I was working with my Tony Robbins coach, you know, I, I have a very clear image about myself and I'm all about freedom. I'm driven by freedom of time, location, and, you know, at one point in the future, freedom of finances, right? We, we all want that. But um, I know the concept of preparing things and getting them out to the world and having like this, you know, constant flow of things and recording and then publishing it um, for me it wouldn't work because I'm, I'm a very intuitive person like very spontaneous and even though I do have within my content creation framework I do use you know a content planner for a month and I know what I want to talk about um, I constantly I, I do it only roughly because I need to react and respond to my community and especially during COVID time, it feels that the demand and the problems, the roadblocks, um, which makes people feel tired about Facebook for their business, it has changed a little bit. Um, and it's constantly changing, maybe because there's so much social media time in terms of like people that consume it, but also in, in providers putting up stuff there that people feel even tighter. And I'm just imagining if I record like, or if I write content for my Facebook, just like the, the lady or the, your guest for the podcast, I record that. I put in all my knowledge and I know only, I, I, I want the best for my community. And then the world changes. And I have like uh, put in a lot of time into content, no matter if it's evergreen or not, but it's a matter of how are the hooks, how is the attention grabbing headline, you know, the topic build in and all of a sudden things change and now the entire thing would be like going across from the market and not not actually giving people a feeling of certainty and you know excitement and joy about it in their business because i, I strongly believe you work on a long-term basis if you create excitement for what you're doing right if a client comes to me and says the usual way obviously hey renee I'm done with this Facebook thing. I don't need it anymore. It gives me like, it gives me a headache, right? Can't you just do it? And if I talk to them and I combine 
the feeling of, hey, doesn't, you know, making an impact on somebody's life with your superpower make you excited? Doesn't it make you excited to make money with Facebook from a revenue stream that otherwise would not be impossible for you? You know, doesn't it make you excited to, to generate leads without actually paying ads for it, yet, like using it organically? And with this, with this construction, it's kind of like, you know, I don't prepare a lot of things in front of, but I, I truly believe and understand that there are industry and, and business models where it, it, it is a good and maybe even a, a necessary tool to use in your toolbox. Thank you. And one of the things you mentioned earlier was that you have a morning ritual. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your morning ritual and, and maybe some habits that you've acquired or, or maybe things that uh, you found really help you navigate your day? Because, you know, as small business owners, we got a lot of things that can pull at us. So having rituals and habits can really make a big impact on our success. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for asking that. And maybe, maybe this answer takes a little, a little longer um, because I, I have to start in the beginning because I don't want to have any, you know, I don't want to have listeners saying, oh, Renee's doing that and it made him successful. You know, the, the time will not be enough to, to share everything about this. Um, but I started out just like everybody who first gets a morning routine in this, in this space, right, with having a, a journal where you put in your gratitude thoughts, like what three things are you grateful for in the morning? What three big major goals, like when it comes to productivity, do you want to crush that day to have that focus? And, and what, what one thing maybe you can do to help somebody out for free, right? Giving somebody a free cup of coffee, leaving the change on the table, opening the doors, saying something positive about somebody. And I, I, I took the time in the morning, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it's not a lot. And I sat down with my journal and diary and did that. And at night I came back to it, you know, what went well, what do I want to have more? And, um, but during the time has changed. Uh, I found out that it, it was not the best routine for me. So I tweaked it a little bit. First of all, I took it from using a book into using an app because I'm all about, you know, the digital lifestyle, so to speak. So I have that everywhere. So when I go someplace and I, 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 I lost the book or I missed taking it with me, um, I felt so miserable because I was like, dang, you know, I'm doing this for 400 days in a row and now I'm going to, I don't know, you know, visiting my parents. Like, oh, I lost it. Now the whole day is going to be ruined, right? So I took it and made it into an app or I use an app. And right now my morning routine, um, because, you know, I'm living for this social media lifestyle uh, and I'm, I'm, that's like me. That's why I can constantly talk about it, right? If, if, if Tony or Dean or Gary Vaynerchuk wakes me up two o'clock in the morning a.m. say, hey, Renee, I have 100,000 people waiting for you to talk about social media. I will not be, you know, too nervous and I will, I will know what to talk about. So my morning routine is very simple. I get up, I get coffee. Unlike, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in coffee. <laughs> I, I love it. So, um, and I don't do meditation, but I jump in. <laughs> yes, right. I was about to have myself a cup of coffee too, but I already, already had too many today. So I get a cup of coffee and then I really spend about two hours engaging with my community on Facebook. That's really what I do. Of course, I have a little, you know, the gratitude journal and I'm playing like heavily. I, I still have like a, uh, a, a book planning thing, you know, for tasks the old fashioned way. Um, but I truly believe if you connect or if you don't disconnect like the thing, like the morning routine and the mental, mental work 
from your work and your passion, but if you combine it, maybe that's the reason why things work out pretty, pretty well for me. It's I really enjoy jumping into Facebook in the morning and not checking the comments on my stuff first, but going back to where I left off conversation and comments on other people's posts, right? Because they invested time in there and they wanted to share it. And so, so I basically spent like two hours in the morning going through every Facebook thing. And of course, because I'm digitally, I'm going to LinkedIn and Instagram and stuff like that just because that's my business, right? For my, for my clients, I say, hey, just focus on one thing and master that and you will have, you know, all the success you need. So yeah, that's my, that's my morning routine by now. Thanks. Can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe your journey as far as, as you became a business owner, you know, how'd you start from the standpoint of setting goals and thinking about what do we want from this business and, and where am I going and, and tell us maybe a little bit about the process. And also if you have a story that ties into how you're, you came to a conclusion of, of setting your goals at, for your yes. business. Yes. I think I'm a strong believer. Uh, and thanks for that question. It's so important. Um, you know, I only work with heart-centered and purpose-driven entrepreneurs. So we are all on one level. We are closely connected in, a, let's say, in a spiritual way. Um, and, and I love the, the idea of being, you know, abundant and helping each other out. But if you have a business, it is closely connected to numbers, results, planning, goals, consistency. So, um, and it's combinable, but sometimes, and when I started, I, I tried to get people uh, to help me. I hired a coach when it comes to business building to get my numbers right, right? To have an idea of how much money I have to get in. And in the process, when I was uh, that, that Friday morning in February, 2018, when I said to Katya, hey, do you, do you mind if I quit my job and start something, right? The next day I sat down and actually had like a business vision board kind of thing um, because I, I got this assessment of my life. Okay, what do I want to have more in my life? What do I want to have less in my life? And how is my ideal day going to look like on an on a almost, you know, hourly basis? Like when to get up, what people to talk to, uh, what music to listen to, how much time do I want to have for myself with Katya, with family, with my clients, with, you know, all like very detailed. And out of that, like a couple of, you know, I took a couple of notes on, on, on pieces of paper. And out of that, I, I defined my goals, what was necessary to reach that. Um, what, what resources do I have to buy, you know, from other parts? And what can, can I deliver? And in the process of, of um, learning more from Tony and Dean, it was like, and in the beginning, I didn't know that it was not only to hire people helping me because that's their superpower when it comes to, let's say, some technical stuff, but also what two or three things within my business are absolutely can only be done by myself. And there will always be, you know, content creation and teaching. It was for me because this is something I will never outsource because that's like the, the core of my, of my business, of my mission. And um, of course, I, had, I have goals. And it's it, the funny thing, and I think a lot of people don't have this, like this, the, the calling or the why or the answer to what should I be about, right? Who is Renee Baratella? And, and my coach helped me a lot with that because the main why never changed uh, ever since day one. 
because I was so crystal clear that day about my why. And back then I didn't know that it falls into like internal and external uh, drivers, right? But up to this day, I know my, my internal why is to be really my own boss and living freely where I want to do it, right? When and where and with whom. And, and my external why is I can only find this happiness and fulfillment if I impact other people's lives with whatever my superpower is. Back then, I didn't know my superpower is social media. Today, I know that. So I know when I reach out to people, you know, crushing that roadblock away and saying, hey, Facebook is fun. It does bring results. It's great for me and my business and my clients. Then I obtain or I, I achieve that freedom to actually just work with my smartphone and my laptop, like being a laptoppreneur. So the, the goal and the, the vision is still the same. You know, it, it climb, it's climbing up that ladder because once you've reached that, you want to reach that. And that's okay. That's part of the business game. Um, but the approach and the, maybe the vehicle have changed numerous times until I really found the thing that kind of gets me to my goal in a very certain way. There are still, you know, things coming from all sides and changing up. But if, if you pretty much know that one goal that, you, that you're running after, um, you're in pretty good shape. Very good. Very good. I guess I'm going to ask you this. I'm just curious. Uh, do you do any marketing outside of Facebook? I mean, do you promote your business in like one of the things John and I do occasionally is networking meetings and things of that nature. Do you do any self-promotion outside of Facebook? Um, yes, but only on social media and business platforms, like only digitally. Part okay. of it is because in, in Germany, um, there, there's, it's hard to say like generalizations, like when you're on a podcast that's, you know, on worldwide basically, but my, there, there's no audience, no network for me in Germany because it's English is not the main language here. So right. I do it all virtually and digitally. And uh, yes, I, I do use LinkedIn and Instagram um, because I've tried to grow each platform. Like for YouTube, I tried that. I, I couldn't make it. Like I didn't find an access, so I left it away. So I grew Instagram, it worked. I grew LinkedIn, it worked. I grew Facebook, it worked. And then I sat down and said, okay, I want to focus on one thing. And it turned out that I truly believe that Facebook is the best platform when it comes to, you know, promoting your coaching or education or uh, consulting business in a way uh, for, for a couple of reasons. But I do, I, I go on Instagram and, and LinkedIn once a day. Um, not always with the same content. Sometimes I switch, uh, switch it up. I repurpose it. Um, but I do, I feel I need to be there because I'm a digital marketer. Now, if I would be like a life coach or a, a fitness coach or nutrition coach, I would only focus on one thing. And that one thing is, you know, where's your ideal client hanging out? Because it makes no sense to, you know, buy, uh, sell ice cream at a place where nobody wants ice cream. So it's a good plan to go where people actually want to have an ice cream cup and, um, you know, be there. And, but on the other hand, and maybe to come back to your first question about that one thing that makes it, you know, profitable and successful showing up daily it's even if your clients all hang out, let's say on Instagram, but you feel completely miserable about Instagram, you will not be able to show up daily and not in peak state. And um, maybe if I can share that with you, like 
my mom had a stroke a couple of weeks ago. Thank God she's all good now. Like everything is good. But that day that my, my brother was calling me because we're living like a six hour uh, um, car ride apart. The day that my brother called me and said, hey, mom had a stroke. She's in hospital. You cannot talk to her, right? I was not in peak state. But mm -hmm. my content planner said I have to do a live video in one of Dean's groups in front of 120,000 people. So if I would be comfortable showing up with the medium Facebook, I would have said, you know what, any other day, but not this day. But because I am so comfortable with the platform, I chose it, that one. I tried it all. You have to try them all. And I was comfortable with it. And because I was doing it daily and, you know, the rep repetition is the mother of skill. It's like going to the gym, right? I could go on there. I didn't have to pretend I was happy because, but I went on there. That's the biggest step, right? When you think about your mom is in hospital, you cannot reach her. But I went on there. I hit life. I took a second and I was like, you know what? I wanted to share a really, really great story with you, but let me start out with this one thing. My mom just got hospitalized. So please apologize if I'm not in super happy state mode, but I still, I'm here and I'm going to, you know, be a businessman and do this and talk about it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the story for that. Wow. Wow. That is, uh, that's a powerful story. And that just, that goes to that talent that you have in that, in that medium. And it kind of also kind of fil filters into our mindset discussion too. You know, it's that component of, you know, having the right mindset when you go about and do things, I guess one of the things you mentioned was peak state and, Tony Robbins mentions that, and uh, Dean Graziosi talks about being in the right state of mind and, and so on. Um, how do you, do you have an approach or a process that gets you into peak state? Is it just a switch in your mind? How do you get to peak state so you can perform your best when you're going to be on a Facebook Live? Yes, it's a great, great question, Steve. And um before I started working with my Tony Robbins coach, I would have said, I don't know, I'm just doing it, right? It's just a switch. <laughs> um, but luckily, luckily to him, um, he showed me like the mechanics uh, that are behind that for me at least. And for me, it's very simple. And let me share two approaches to it. One, like the Tony Robbins approach, it's working for me, but I found out it's way easier for me and what I was doing for the past 40 years of my life because I was always an optimist. I was always looking for, okay, what is this teaching me? Or if somebody comes at you in a bad manner, it's like, okay, maybe he had a shitty day, right? Oh, sorry for the cussing. But, you know, the one thing that works for me always to, to be in peak state is being grateful. You know, you just have to turn on the TV, the radio, and you see what's going on in your neighborhood, in your country, on the entire planet. And then you look around yourself and you have a roof right? You're sitting here talking to you with a Zoom call, you have water to drink, you know, that gets me into peak state instantly. Even, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about, I was just on a call before we, we jumped on, on this podcast uh, interview, I was on a call with a client of mine. And when I was saying, you know what, I, I'm totally grateful that, that Steve reached out to me and wanted to have me on his podcast. And that was enough. I'm in peak state just by that. Now, I, I imagine that if life is hard or you don't have a lot of time into the uh, personal development industry or your, you know, the, the, the mindset work, I understand that it's like, yeah, Renee, it's so easy. Just say, you know, somebody else is, is way 
worse than me, right? And that's why I have to be in a happy state. That's not working for me. I completely understand that. And the way that helped me when it's getting really, really tough is basically the try it, you know, first of all, get, get in a posture in a way, you know, sit up straight and get your chest out and, you know, let the shoulders sink down and get your head up and, and smile basically and get in a better, better posture. And then, you know, reframe your thoughts in a way that empower you. No matter if you're thinking about your last awesome vacation or your girlfriend or your dog or your kids, you know, think about things that make your heart sing. And then when you have these two things combined, you just start talking in a way that is empowering and positive. And, you know, the, the simple trick, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. It works every, every day, right? So instead of saying, why is he, you know, not driving at the red light? Or why is he taking so long in the, in the supermarket, you know, when you have to wait in line? It's just like, you know, it's going to be there no matter if you, if you express your opinion about it. You just, you just focus on the opportunity you have. If you have a longer drive and you have like a traffic jam, you know, listen to a podcast, you know, that's it. Just, just use the time wisely instead of being negative. So that really, if, if you think about gratitude and, and changing the state you're in, that, that does it for me. Yeah. And that is, that is really important. I know, especially Zoom today, it's so easy for our shoulders to hump, scrunch down to be sitting all day long so I have physically got to change my posture and think about it because it's, it's a challenge at the end of the day. It's the end of the day for you. It's the beginning, kind of the beginning for John and I, 1030 our time here. So. I just wanted to make a quick observation, Renee. The story that you just told, I think, is a great example. I think a lot of times people, when you talk about staying positive and being grateful, I think sometimes it's very easy for people to think, gosh, I'm ha having a crappy day, so I have to be fake. But the story you told about how on that very day when your mom had a stroke, you still went forward and managed to perform. But what I got out of that was you did it in a way that you were still being yourself. I think that's the little thing that uh, people miss sometimes. If you're always being yourself and you're being genuine, you can have a crappy day, and maybe there is a certain tiny bit of faking it till you make it, but if you stick to being yourself, people pick up on that. And I think it gives them in a way a little permission to say, oh, yeah, I can have a crappy day and still stay positive and stay motivated. So that, that was a really yes. in, important thing I got out of that example you gave on that day that for you was not the greatest day, but you performed. Yes, exactly, John. Exactly. And I think... Um, I was talking to a client of mine, uh, she's in Canada, a couple of weeks ago. And um, she was saying, you know what, Renee, I'm, I'm successful in business. I'm a successful mom uh, in offline life. And every time I use social media, um, it doesn't work. I don't get results. And I feel, I feel bad about it. And it makes me, you know, I, I don't want to do it. And in the same moment, when she was telling me that, like she was sitting in her kitchen like her daughter, like I, I think she's like eight or nine years, like ran across, right? <laughs> but very silently, like a kid who was doing like not being seen. I was like, what was that? Oh, and she was like, oh, sorry, right? Uh, sorry, she just, she just, I was like, are, are you apologizing for your family, for your daughter? You know, bring her on here if she wants to, you know? She can be loud, she's living there. And I was like, you know, the way how to, 
to be authentic and how to be genuine is be online like you are offline. Some people have this imagination and concept that they have to change their personality once they are online because there are so many people out there. Now, not to make this too complicated, there is a certain degree that you have to be more you as soon as you speak into a microphone or a camera because things, energy get lost along the way of this transmitting channel, right? We all have to make a little like, yeah, and peak say, we have to do that in order to reach the other side of the, of the camera or the microphone. Um, but it, it's exactly right. People smell fake, in, not in a negative way, but people smell fake from a mile away and on digitally away, like on Facebook, like for a hundred miles away. If I had pretended like, hey, it's a great day. Hey, Dean. Hey, Tony. You know, people would still know, hey, there's something wrong with him, right? What, 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 what is it? And maybe the best advice or inspiration I can give for people because you know, especially during COVID, life happens like every day, right? There's a lot of things that, that make us feel not in a peak state and without priming ourselves to be more happy and fulfilled, it is okay not to show up in, in a peak state that people might expect. It's okay if you show up in a more... I don't want to say bad way, but it's okay. We don't have to, you know, the, it's going to be way too long if we need to pretend every day that we don't feel good, that we have to overly do it. Because the, and, and that is maybe the biggest secret of, of success on social media. Some people just try to reach the people that they think are their ideal clients and the people they are called to serve. But if they are just showing up authentically the way that they are, maybe they push these away and they're like, oh, he's not in peak state all of the time, but other people will show up almost magically, right? And say, man, Renee, I was following you for a while, but, but, but lately when you talked about your mom and about your life, this is really moving us. And, you know, this is what brings the connection. And then it's not something that you have to learn in a marketing course. It's just like, you know, be online like you are offline, digitize yourself in, a, in an authentic way, and then it's working out. Very good. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the ways that you stay motivated as far as maybe the podcasts that you listen to or the books that you read? I mean, obviously, you mentioned uh, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and Russell Bronson, uh, but what are some of the other, other things that you do to, to stay motivated and, and stay on top of your game? Yes, yes. Thanks for that question, Steve. Um, it's actually pretty simple. Like in my, in my email signature and underneath my name on social media posts, I have that one word. It's called simplification enthusiast. I, I'm really about focus and being, having things very simple. Um, I spend a lot of years consuming and learning different sources. And um, one day um, I was, I was uh, kind of like introduced to a book from Eckhart Tolle, um, and uh, I think it was like over 20 or 25 years ago from my mom. I didn't find access. So I was like, yeah, mom, I'm going to read that later, right? So the book landed in the shelf for like 20 years. But uh, like maybe four to five years ago when I had like a couple of struggles with my work and, you know, when you feel like you're not satisfied and you get angry and you get nervous and other things, 
And I, I found that book, right? Not, not by accident, of course, because I, I strongly believe I was supposed to find it that day. And Eckhart Tolle has an approach to life um, that needs no other sources in, in terms of being fulfilled and motivated because he's all about abundance, gratitude, and really staying, staying in the present, right? And once you read that book, it's like, okay, that basically answered all of my questions. So up to this day, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like, I'm fired or fueled by, by his messages. And, you know, and, and Tony and Dean and Russell added wonderful uh, uh, aspects to that journey as well. Uh, but if you ask me, like, what, what keeps you motivated, that, that my internal why and external why keeps me motivated every day. The, the image and the, the vision that I'm having both for like the next three, six, seven months or 10 or 20 years, it's still the same, right? It's, it's only driven by, you know, spending as much time with, with Katya and my family as possible while helping other people. Because I strongly believe if you help a lot of people or enough people, you know, reaching their goals, then you will reach your goal as well. And I can even though it might sound a little cheesy, but I can truly say I'm living my dream. All I wanted was to, you know, make money from my laptop. And I'm doing this for over three years by now. So it's kind of working. So, you know, there are always goals like, I'm not into cars, but I guess, you know, get the Maserati, get the Ferrari, get a jet. There will always be goals. But for me, and what keeps me motivated is, if I can maintain my lifestyle right here, and even scale it and bring it to a bigger level of growth and contribution to my community, that is all good. And, you know, the one driver is not falling away from that lifestyle and the driver towards pleasure would be actually, how can I reach even more people and how can I make this even better? That's like my biggest motivation. Fantastic. Fantastic. John, what questions do you have? You've been pretty quiet today. I'll let you... Uh... Ask some questions. I, I've been taking um, my own advice about not interrupting and writing down the things that I, I want to jump in on. So, I, yeah, I, I have a bunch of notes and questions. First, the, the Eckhart Tolle book. What was the name of it again? Uh, the Power of Now. The Power of Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned in the very beginning, you talked about how Tony Robbins changed your life. Yes. Um, I'm, Steve and I are both big fans of Tony Robbins. I've been through the Robbins Madonna's coaching. I love his stuff. If there was, what do you feel like about his approach or what he helped you with specifically? If there was one thing or, or the biggest one or two things that made you take that action that was different from before? Yeah. That's, that's very simple because it's my, 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 maybe the biggest driver. I remember that night. It was February 16th, I believe. It must have been a Thursday night. Um, Katya and I both employed, both working part-times because, you know, when you are kind of like a, a, an expert in your niche, uh, you can, you, you know, you can make a lot of money and work part-time. It's, it's working if you are a specialist. So mm -hmm. Thursday night, you know, we came home from work. We, we were jumping on Netflix, wanted to, I think we wanted to watch an episode of Modern Family, you know, to kind of unwind and, you know, laugh about, you know, all the funny jokes. 
And Netflix back then um, promoted uh, Tony's uh, documentary, I'm Not Your Guru. So I was like, I, I have heard about Tony, right? I don't know what he's all about. Let's, let's, let's take a look at it. You know, just like This is within it. the last year or so then, right? So uh, 2018, right. 2018, okay. 2018 in February. Okay. And, <laughs> and we watched it. It was awesome. We were all hyped up. So we went to bed. I woke up at 3.30 a.m. in the morning and I had an entire business plan inside of my head and I had an entire life plan in my head, the one I was talking about uh, previous, right? Helping other people and living a freedom lifestyle. And that Friday morning when we sat on the, on the breakfast table, at the breakfast table, I was like, okay, Katya, do you mind if I, if I quit my job, right? And, and start some kind of coaching business. So Actually, I have to blame Tony for making me quit my well-paid job. <laughs> so that was, his, that was his biggest impact. And if you ask, you know what, Renee, I, I bet you met other people before with kind of like the same message. And yes, I did in, in Germany uh, and from other English mentors. But I never took this giant leap of, you know, burning the bridges and, and starting something new and get totally outside of my comfort zone. You know, for three years by now, I get my mail to outside of my comfort zone number one in that state, right? But the one thing that made all the difference was, especially when you're into personal development, the past 10 years, the teachings were right, the people were right, it was all good, but I have never met somebody like Tony with this energy and who is not afraid to cuss on stage and to be very specific about what he's talking about. I remember um, when he was talking to Jolyn Swafford um, within the documentary. And by now, uh, JoLynn is a good friend of mine and I'm in, in her coaching programs because we met through Facebook, through Tony. So um, I, I remember when, when, you know, everybody in this personal development area is like, okay, you have to have understanding for everybody, right? Even if there's a criminal who's doing stuff, hey, let's talk about what drives you, what drove you, right? And let's, let's find a solution. That's like what I learned from personal development till that day. And I remember when Joe Lin was interviewed in that, I think it was State with Destiny or uh, UPW, and she was sobbing, right? Because her story being, in, you know, basically gang raped in high school back then, you know, she was Is this crying. the Brazilian think, young lady? No, it's, it's, she's from Texas. She's okay, from Texas. different, okay. Yeah. And she was crying. And Tony, of course, as well. The, the entire, everybody was silent, right? And you would expect like that Tony says, you know, but he was very specific. Tony said, you know, if I got into a room with these guys, they would not come back out alive because like I'm six foot something tall. They would not leave the room after me. And that changed something within me. And I was like, you know, that guy, he, he's like, he's like, you know, there's nothing you can talk about with people who are doing stuff like that. And it is okay to say that these people should be, you know, call to responsibility and, 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 and get some kind of punishment, whatever it is, you know, you, you cannot say, oh, karma would take care of it. No. And I was like, so, so impressed by this guy that I was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I want to do something like he's doing, you know, by being very disruptive with your words, with your actions, and actually make people think, right? And when they open up and think, and they're like, yeah, that's a good question. I don't have an answer for that, right? And fill that vacuum with kindness and love and positivity. 
and not more doubts, right? We don't need more doubts. We don't need more negativity. We don't need more ego drive. What we need is unity. And up to this day, this is something that inspires me daily to, to do what I'm doing. Even sometimes it's working well, sometimes not so well. But if I come back to these roots, this is what, what keeps me going daily. It's powerful. Um, you mentioned a few times that you left uh, something that you were doing very well at. What type of work were you doing before you made this shift? Actually, it has, no, it has nothing to do with social media and personal development. Uh, I was working for a like, private uh, banking company over here in Germany. Uh, like, like, I think one of two or three companies who were allowed to set up like ATMs, right? And fill it with their own money. Because in Germany, that's usually a bank and, and federal kind of thing. Um, so there are two or three companies doing it privately, and they got the, the license from the government and stuff like that. So it's a lot of technical things. And they, have, uh, they had a division of where uh, business owners uh, can put their money in safes, like intelligence safes. So you put it in, it's counted, and they get it transferred to their bank accounts and all the technical stuff. Uh, and back then, when, when that first came into Germany a couple of years ago, um, there were not a lot of people who really had this project management and, and view on top of it, like from like 30,000 feet above, but also to the tiniest screw inside of these safes, right? And in, in the technic and the, so I was working there, you know, uh, dealing with money, with technical issues, with a lot of like compliance and legal stuff and all that stuff, like from, from, from morning at, I don't know, 7.30 till, till six o'clock at night. And I was doing a great job, right? I was, and I was making good money. But when you come home and you're not doing what you are called to do, and if you don't know what you are called to do, that ends up in leaving you, you know, you're losing energy. And, uh, you know, it was like when Katya and I sat down at night, I always needed like a couple of minutes, sometimes even an hour, to get back in a state where I can respect Katya in a way of how to show up in a relationship, right? From a, from a place of giving and listen to her and, 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 and showing up as a, as a good husband and, and, and boyfriend. And that drove me nuts, nuts right? This dif the, the difference between me coming out of the office for everybody from the outside would say, hey, Renee, that's a super life, right? You can go on vacations. You have a lot of money. You have a BMW. It's everything good. And then sitting at home and saying, you know what? I just want to come home and not be pissed and want to, you know, meet Katya in a level of serving her and being a good boyfriend and having a great relationship. And that was the day, you know, right when Tony jumped into that vacuum for me, I was like, yeah, I want to do something for the other part of that day to when Katya comes home, that I'm at peak state all the time. And up till now, I think it was like every day was like living my dream. So I think you're a great example of how it doesn't even matter what you were doing before when you find that superpower and embrace it. Exactly. That's a powerful yeah. message. Yes, yes. No matter, and uh, you know, I'm working mostly with starters in the industry. Um, and it's really, yes, John, I, I agree so much with you. It doesn't matter what you have done in the past. Uh, it doesn't matter how much you have won in the past. And it doesn't matter how often you failed in the past. One thing I think history has shown is it is about showing up daily, not only in, on social media, but in life and business and relationship. And you know what? Nobody cares what I did yesterday. 
people come to me because they want to have their problem solved. And even though I, I appreciate you asking me all these questions, you know, after all, we all have this one thing in common. We want to jump over our own roadblocks. And if people come our way saying, yeah, I'm giving you a hand, you know, I'm helping you, you know, solving this problem, this is what, you know, fulfillment really separates from just mere success. And um, yes, as you said, I didn't have anything to do really with social media, like business-wise, not at all. I have no, I have no education, like formal education with that. All I learned, and KBB came up later, right? KBB wasn't invented when I quit my job. But it's so true what, what, what Dean and Tony are saying. Ed, you know, self-education is a new norm. The formal back then education, you know, it's good if you have it. You can incorporate the things that you learned. It makes things simpler, but it's not a make or break thing. So if, if you want to, you know, set up your own business or jump into your own superpower, don't limit yourself by, oh, what did I learn? What, you know, what job did I have? What successes did I have? No, you know, a uh, uh, blank page, you know. Put in what, 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 what sets your heart on fire, what can you talk 24-7, what, what is something that people actually reach out to you by helping you. So that, that's a big difference, right, between the thing that you think you can help somebody with and then take a break and ask them, hey, you came from me, to me for, like, this topic. Why? And they're like, because we trust you with that, right? And you're like, oh, that's funny, right? Maybe I should dive into that. And then it, it becomes simple and joyful and, and simple. Oh, that's great. Well, Steve, let me turn it back over to you. I could ask Renee questions all day, but I want to respect his time and, and get us wrapped up here. Yep. Yep. One of the things, Renee, I didn't give you a heads up on this, so uh, it'll probably give you just a minute to think about one of the things that we've recently decided to do is to kind of end the session by asking our guests to give us one of their favorite quotes that they have and um, want you to really this is a, a point of um, giving us a chance to, you know, thinking about your success and, and the things that you accomplish and want to continue to accomplish. And also, obviously, we want to really thank you for your time and, and really appreciate having you on our show today um, because uh, you had a lot of value to the folks that are going to be listening and watching this show. So thank you very much. And I know you've added some value to John and I as well. Thank you. So with that in mind, what is, what is one of your favorite quotes that uh, maybe it's something that you say or use on a regular basis? I know you're posting a lot of things on social media, so there's got to be some quotes in there. Uh, why don't you give us your favorite? Yes. Uh, thank you, first of all, for having me. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I think the, the things that you are doing with your podcast and with your, with your work on social media, I think you are impacting a lot of people's lives. And uh, it has shown to me that a lot of people who don't even comment or like, they are there. Um, and sometimes it's hard as artists that we are um, living without the applause, right? But there are people in the, you know, where the lights are, where no, nobody sees us in the darkness. So, um, yes, I have like hundreds and hundreds of quotes. And throughout the years, I have a big library of, of quotes. But the one thing that's both inside of my uh, Facebook profile in the About section and kind of like is my mantra as I decide to live in a beautiful state no matter what. And this wraps up everything for me because it contains that I decide where my life is heading to. I decide about my thoughts, my action, my, my posture, 
my decisions, you know, and I really do live in a beautiful state, both in mental and, you know, the, the Germany is a beautiful state with, with so many things. But, you know, even if you set me, I'm not really into winter time. So if you set me in the Antarctica, maybe where it's cold, I could still live in a beautiful state because I think, yeah, that, that's the main quote that, that's my guiding, my guiding light in my life. I think from day one, even though I didn't know the quote, uh, 10 years ago, but it, 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 it really show, shows what, what I'm all about. Thank you very much. Now, is, do you know who that quote is attributable to, or is it attributable to Renee Baratella? No, it's, 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 it's from Tony. It's oh, it is? Tony. Okay. And, and, um, and I think, I don't know when he said it or in what connection, but I was blown away when he said it first. And you know how things are when you listen to them, but you don't recall them right away. But then after weeks or months or even years, you go back and you, you open the book and you're like, I decide to live in a beautiful state no matter what. Hell yeah. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, even if the thing was my mom, the business, no matter. You know, we all have things that are not turning out in a way that we expect them to happen. And, you know, that expectation kills our happiness. But if we, even though if everything goes wrong, you know, we decide to live in a beautiful state. So this, this really helped me a lot. Well, thank you once again. This has been a fantastic opportunity to get to know you and uh, you. love the contribution you made to us today. Thanks.